Listening to a Talker Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is a discussion on podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems important to us, that should be important to you, that should because it's important to us, and dive into our community, answer some great questions from our community members, and then say goodbye. So, how was the last three weeks? Question mark. I think I don't know. It might have been two weeks. I don't know. Eh, it's it's been a little bit rushed trying to trying to keep up on stuff and uh, still fit in some Genshin here and there, and it's it nothing's happy right now <laughs> happy right now that is the big that is the big, big ordeals right now it's where this is the week of starting to finish off shows for the season so mad dash for getting tons of reviews done and get that content up and it's only gonna get worse because yeah. <laughs> then we got the first impressions starting up which our first show was saturday i think we figured out which technically is like a week earlier than everything else but still it's like that and then Eight days from now is when it like the season is going to be starting proper, and I'll still be finishing up reviews of the last season. And it's just it's a mad dash. It's always a mad dash, but such is such is the life of this. I, I think the only time we get an actual season break is for Golden Week. Golden Week, yeah. That's the only time where I'm like, wait, so I'm done with reviews, and there's no show starting yet. <laughs> it's always like, ah, oh, it feels so nice having that one week break. But of course, when we do that, it's like. We're preparing to do the year-end full, like, best-of year stuff. So it's it's never a full break. But anyways, yeah, it's it's been a fun – it's been a fun last couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, I, I just Genshin and I heard that Xenosaga has been licensed again. So I'm, I'm excited that we might get an HD of Xenosaga because I never got to finish that series. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to expect that's not going to be the case. Symphonia looked like it got a, a remaster too. Again, <laughs> Symphonia is coming back again for Switch, was it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I still have the big, like, PS3 collector's edition thing that they made for going from GameCube to, to PS3. But, yeah, I, I can I can never get enough of, of Tales, which is technically part of one of our news bits. That <laughs> the, the certain studio that does everything Tales anime related, well, most of it anyways, is apparently doing a Genshin Impact anime. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah I actually am. Well, okay, let me let me be specific. They're saying that it is a collaboration with Hoyoverse, so it's 
Ufootable is a long-term collaboration with Hoyoverse. And then on top of that, they said that they're getting an animated series for Genshin Impact, which, what's, what does it mean to say series? Does it mean a series of shorts? Does it mean a series of ONAs? Everybody's obviously assuming it's going to be a TV series. Um, and attaching that long-term title onto it makes everybody obviously assume that it means they're going to anime adapt the whole story, which could be. Very possible. I mean, Hoyoverse has a lot of money. <laughs> it just depends on how much they want to spend on an anime. But it seems like Genshin Impact, or at least Hoyoverse, seems to... I don't know. I, I'm mixed on it. I don't... There's a side of me that believes that they're not investing enough into Genshin Impact, and there's times where I think that they're investing plenty. Like, I mean, the content technically is plentiful. They're making a lot of assets, a lot of new areas. At the same time... With how much it seems like they're making off of the game, they could make more. <laughs> but the the more content you make, the more has to be troubleshooted and and tested. So it is a good idea, even if you do have a lot of money, to space things out. Otherwise, you break something, you don't know what broke it. If you had like 50 new zones suddenly out of nowhere and something breaks, you don't know which zone is causing the problem kind of yeah. thing. So I don't know. It could be. I, I know that Chris only has one request, which I think everybody has, and apparently is happening online <laughs> female mc please oh yeah they, they, they please. mentioned they, i had mentioned that to andrew I, I said i i hope that they they pick um lumine as the the mc i and and it's it's i admit full full on that i am partial to lumine she is i i think her character artwork is absolutely gorgeous what um, you like a girl over a boy i know right <laughs> shocker but yeah, I I do fully acknowledge the the idea that they're both actually female. You just don't know. True. This is very <laughs> That's true. the only way to make it better. <laughs> it looks pretty girly. It's got to be a girl too. Um it, it, but I I can see that there is a a strong um uh side of the fandom that is very much into the um Zonly uh X uh child uh thing and and it there's so it's it it there that fandom is there as well so who which which fandom do you cater to more that's always been the struggle with a lot of these games they always kind of emphasize with the trailers and stuff and they do it with genshin impact too they they emphasize on the male protagonist being in all the trailers they're always the focus even though you technically can choose and it's always been the funniest thing is i'm sure they probably have data that shows well more people actually play the male protagonist than the female. They like the self-insert character. I don't see him as a self-insert character, <laughs> especially now that we're getting more dialogue choices from the main character to give them somewhat of a voice. But because it, it, it seems like they're going away from the silent protagonist more into the protagonist having a voice, which annoys me because it's still that whole aspect of why give me choice if you're going to give it personality. Just talk. Just have Aoyuki voice the dang role. <laughs> That's all I ask for. Um, but as you take that that self insert away, it becomes the more the idea that I want to see you know Lumine in, in there rather than the male character. And I, I think the problem is again they probably have statistics that shows it, but they just they've always run on the advertisement of a male protagonist character. And I don't know if that is just the idea of pulling in people and the idea that it's a self insert character play as a male character, or is it because I even with Fate Go. They always had it as the male character, as the protagonist character in their advertisements and stuff. But what character took off? The female character. Now, granted, yeah. it was, I think, more in the comic version of her. 
she's a goofball. Like she's an absolute nut job. And so it, she is more of a appealing character for people and in, in the fandom because they like her personality more than just the main character, male character. So it, it, it makes you wonder if they might have that kind of switch. Finally decide, well, most people like seeing when she's angry rather than the male character. Um, obviously whenever you see pictures of screenshots of that character, of the male, of the main, main character traveler, it's always a female one because people really like whenever she looks angry, <laughs> the male character, they don't care. Oh, he's angry. Whatever. Female character gets angry. Everybody screenshots it and posts it because she's like, she has expression and everybody loves it. So now it, I guess the, the upside to it being a male protagonist character is slight spoilers. You get the dark Lumine, and So that, yeah, that's, that's always true. good. I don't know. I like that word. And, and it's funny because um, they, when when Andrew had mentioned the dark uh, Lumin, whatever, um, I her her voice actress being uh, Al Yuki because I play the JP uh, voicing. Um, <gasps> she she fits better in the in the dark uh, category. So it's it's one of those. Eh. I hope when they they let you as your main character have the outfit. Yeah, that would be great. Because, I mean, would... they haven't introduced any outfits for the main character, obviously, yet. So that'd be a nice first one, just so you can wear that outfit. Because it looks really good on her. Yeah, it does. The one I've seen in the screenshots. So, yeah, so that's happening. Again, I'm setting my expectations to that they're just going to be do trailers. Um, that way I'm super surprised. I know they said series. They know they said anime series. I won't, I don't. The thing is, like, when, when I made my video talking about it, I was like, but they said anime series, so it's got to be a TV series, full-length series. It's like, no, they said anime series. That could be anything. <laughs> I know, based on my experience with announcements for animes, they typically will say something very generic early on, and then you'll find out later what they're actually going to release. I'm more linked to the idea they might do an ONA release of it. I don't know. I mean, they could set something up with Crunchyroll and have Crunchyroll stream it, but... I'm really curious how they're going to distribute it. And that could lead to the idea that they're more likely to do just an ONA release. They might want to do a television broadcast in Japan just because they they might be trying to tap into that market, get more Japanese on board with it. But either way, my expectation is to they're going to do nothing but trailers for each patch, series of trailers for each yeah. patch. And then if they say, hey, we're going to do a full-on TV series, I'll be happy. So set expectations so I can always be happy rather than set expectations high and then be disappointed. <laughs> but yeah, I would love them to start from the very beginning and do the whole story because, as I've said before, I've skipped most of the story because I hate how much dialogue they have. And I would assume that if they do an animated series, they will cut down on how much dialogue they have and get to the point. There's a solid – I mean it's a – it it has a solid story. I mean – I, I'm I'm in the same boat where I end up skipping a lot of the storyline, mostly because of the fact that it's just so wordy. But when it comes down to it, the, for the first three or four parts, I was definitely uh, hitting a lot of that. I it, it's it's it was a, around Inazuma they started getting way too much. Yeah, maybe, maybe like Liwei, um, they just it just got to a point where it's like, dude, shut up! Like you're re- you're talking in circles. Oh, it was it's frustrating. But it there's a lot of really solid storylines in there. It's just like Andrew was saying, it's it's a lot of fluff. And there's a lot of fluff in there that it's it's not really necessary. You can get your point across a lot faster with some of the the more key hitting the more key points. But when it comes down to it, having an animated uh story on it, heck yeah. Um the only downside is is I don't know how much um the main storyline beats would uh, uh, 
key into it because it's, it, you would want it to be a more action-based storyline. Um, well, you're, it, you're hiring inflatable. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how a lot of that will play out. But Genshin is absolutely rife with really cool scenes when 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 it comes down to it especially some of the inazuma stuff would be really cool to see uh, uh animated but yeah battles with the with the um, uh storm terror and all that stuff heck yeah it'd be so much fun yeah and it does seem like based on the the trailer they did it it was mostly just uh monstat locations they did show dragon spine i don't even think they showed lue so it does seem like they're at least building the assets for Mondstadt, so that makes me believe that it's going to be from the very beginning, but you never know sometimes. I mean, it could just, again, be trailers for the new content. It could be them trying to pull in new users with the old content. Um, it's it's up in the air on exactly... I would think if, they want, if they're doing this to pull in new people, they're going to want to start from the very beginning. That way the people get introduced to the world, and they go, oh man, that world looks cool. Let me jump in there and start playing that, so... I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. But yeah, that technically does also leave itself up to that they could be doing other stuff. So you might see more Honkai Impact stuff because I think they've already done some Honkai Impact stuff. So um, it's it's a Hoyoverse in general yeah. crossover collaboration. So they've locked them in. So all the Fate fans could be angry because they they snagged they snagged a footable away from Fate and Tight Moon. So I, I already seen I already seen some comments of people being angry about that. But whatever they they'll do whatever they need to do to get paid. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Ufootable is obviously known for doing some really incredible stuff, so Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They already have the dialogue already recorded. <laughs> it's true. They already have the dialogue recorded, so just jump right in there and just make the flip flaps and you got the whole story playing out. Just hopefully don't have lip flaps for five freaking hours of nothing but people sitting there talking like they do in the game. Uh anyways, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna start arguing. It was. I'm getting into it again. I went. To, I was trying to watch the new content, the the 3.0 patch, the Sumeru stuff, and I got to the point where you go into the main city area and they get into this whole stupid Groundhog Day sort of thing. And then I'm like, no, I'm done again. <laughs> I'm done again. Where you're repeating the dialogue literally, and then you have this whole aspect. They have this. Um, it's almost like Sentinel, uh, 13 Sentinels, where it pops up like five um, like little thought boxes. And you have to, like, click on each one of them to, you know, basically, you know, here's a concept. Let's 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 think on this one. Okay, and let's, t- let's think on this concept. And then you have to select which one that's most likely to be true for the situation. And I'm like, oh, please, I hate this. I'm just hitting each one of them and then trying to find out when it hits the triangle button, then hit the triangle button. <laughs> it's like freaking playing whack-a-mole with dialogue now. It's like, I hate this game so much right now. Anyways, moving on. Uh- <laughs> Some other news. The news that should be important to you because it's important to us, that's important to you. Let's jump into it. We have quite a bit over the last few weeks. Um, some really big, exciting news, including the official website for My Dress Up Darling has announced that it will be getting a second season. That's not exciting at all. Marin is coming back, Chris. I'm happy. I'm very excited. Absolutely awesome. I, I This is one of those that we were so hype on this show when it came out, and to get more of it is just absolutely divine. Yeah, I think they, I think they talked about there being some sort of event that was happening a couple days ago, and it was like specifically for like a screening of the anime again um, for the fans of the anime. So it was like it seemed like it was very focused on anime, and so it's like, well, if you have an event based on the fandom of the anime, probably going to be a sequel. So it, it ended up being the case. So we're Super pumped for that. Um, having modding come back, I definitely suggest, highly suggest people check out my dress up darling. It was really, really good. We don't have any additional information on it. Unfortunately, we don't have a studio. I assume Cloverworks is going to come back for it, 
but um yeah it's it's super hype for me I, I cannot wait for it to come back and i think that they when we had the first season in it seemed like it had just barely enough that might be just short of a full season so they're probably just waiting for more content to come out and then so I, I don't know. We'll see however long it takes before it comes out. It could possibly reach the, the end of the manga, but or just short of it. So if you're planning on jumping in the manga, you can kind of have that quick jump start. So cool stuff. Cool stuff, though. But uh, additionally, another one that's getting a, a, another season is um, Rent-A-Girlfriend. Rent-A-Girlfriend's second season ended with an announcement of a third season. So yay. <laughs> yay. Covering the movie arc where everybody's assuming, so that's supposedly the best arc, and that's not saying much. Like, how many people can reply to my video about that saying, oh yeah, they're going to cover the movie arc. It's 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 good, just not great. Um, compared to anything else, it's amazing when you're talking about Rent-A-Girlfriend, but after that, yeah, pretty much bombs, so... It's, I'll, it's, it's, I'll watch it, I it's guess. Kind of sad that the, the girls aren't enough to pull me through that show anymore. I, I just, I literally, I, I can't stomach the guy anymore. I'm I, not, none of the girls are enough to pull me through. Is the girls can pull you through if you want to watch them suffer. That's right? all they're doing is suffering. <laughs> Everybody's suffering except Chizuru. Um, well, she's technically suffering, but for other reasons, but. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Crunchyroll has announced that Chainsaw Man is getting an early showing of its dub at New York Comic Con October 7th. So anybody planning on going to New York Comic Con and likes Chainsaw Man, make sure to be looking out for that. I made a joke on my video. I, I don't. Chris didn't chuckle when I heard him listening to it, but I thought it was a good joke. I don't Hopefully remember. nobody that's in the dub for that that is at New York Comic Con gets fired from the Crunchyroll France. <laughs> careful anybody that's dubbing that show be very careful you might get fired even if it's official Crunchyroll dub uh it's funny it's funny anyways too soon i don't know what it is it could be too soon uh the official website for by grace of the gods has released a new teaser trailer announcing that the second season will premiere on january 2023 so winter chris i'm super excited about this i really really love this show so yeah i think the cool thing that i found with I think yeah, I think the cool thing that I found with the trailer is um, one very important addition of a character. Did you watch the trailer already? No, I seen your, your uh, reaction to it. <laughs> we have a fox girl. We're bringing in a fox girl. We, we've we've ditched the childhood friend little girl, and we now have a fox girl. So I don't know. It, it, it's conflicting for Andrew because he likes his childhood friend characters, but at the same time, I'm always for a fox girl. Fox girls are always a bonus so they're not going to keep her away too long so you know that they're going to drag her back wasn't she going to a school yeah yeah she was going to like a tamer school or something like that or just a school but yeah i think he kind of went off on his own little journey left her behind and again now he's got a cute fox girl so bonus bonus it's 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 very very um chill type series i mean they the the most dramatic thing that he's had to deal with is cleaning a toxic uh <laughs> porta <sewer>. potties city, <laughs> city of porter potties it was it was weird because like it doesn't even it, they, they imply like the entire there's no system to it it's just literally there's a it's a bunch of porta potties and it just all gets like accumulated in this big chamber underneath the ground it's like Okay, like they don't even have running sewage systems. It just all kind of accumulates, and he has to go down there and have his slimes eat it all. 
Hopefully, they don't have. A, if you ever have a scene of those slimes like licking him or something like that, go. Oh gosh, nasty. <laughs> um, but there you go, excrement eating slimes, and um, th- th- what laundry? He did. He did laundry. That's right. He had a laundry yeah. service. He, like he that. makes a laundry service. There you go. In another world with my laundry service with slimes and eating excrement out of porta potties. The slimes are super useful. <laughs> Very useful. It's a cool series, though. I enjoyed it. It was, it's, it was almost Iyashike, but not quite. Very relaxing, though. So, looking forward to that and the Fox Girl. The official website for Eden Zero has begun streaming a new teaser for the series, announcing that the second season will premiere in April of 2023, which, for those that don't know, the, that, that know, Netflix generally likes to dump a lot of stuff like right in spring and usually in fall as well, so... It, line, it it falls in line with our spring releases of of shows on their streaming service. So, so another show that I've got to catch up on. Yes, a whole season that you have to get caught up on to get the second season. Katakawa has revealed a new teaser for and visual for a second season of the Saints Magic Powers Omnipotent. It's coming, Chris. This is super awesome. I I was not expecting this one to get a sequel uh, series uh, season at all. It's it's one of those that it's. Very, um, because it's more of a Jose type show, they tend to, the only ones that really get kind of sequels are the boy band, uh, shows. So the random, Idolish seven. yeah, the, um, <laughs> we, I mean, we had Yona of the Dawn, uh, Snow White, the red hair, all these other shows that really do deserve these extra seasons. And th- this one, so it was one of these that. I was not expecting another season of it I don't, in any way, shape, or form. So to see it, by all means, I'm I'm more than happy to take take more of that show. Yeah, I'm really I'm really liking the Isekai women. Granted, you know the Dawn or yeah, you know the Dawn wasn't Snow White with Red Hair wasn't a, a, a well, no, those are female character. Yeah, I guess they, is really the thing because like things like um, Ancient Magus's Bride is getting more stuff, which is great, but that's kind of in a weird iffy. Technically, um, those are OVAs, Saints, though. Well, yeah, they're getting another season too, though. Um, they did a first season; they're doing OVAs and now. They're going to do another season, so. But I meant which, more along the lines of later. I, I meant more along the lines of Jose type shows, not necessarily the isekai female type. Right. Show. What, what I mean is, like, it's those ones that it feels like it's more going for a female audience, but it's technically it is technically going for a male audience. Um, Saint Spencer Power, from what I understand, is not even a shoujo or anything. It's like actually a shonen, which doesn't make any sense to me, but. I guess that's why I enjoy it more than most other ones. It's less about the pretty guys, and it's more about just her existing there. I do like those female protagonist character stuff. You know, the Dawn is like a weird, a weird thing. It's like you just assume that it's going to get something else, but I think because it's, I guess, too female oriented that they don't feel like they want to get another season or didn't perform well. But at least Saints Magic Power, at least. Um, even Yona the Dawn, tech, not Yona the Dawn. I keep wanting to say Yona the Dawn. <laughs> Saint, uh, uh, Snow White with the Red Hair. At least Snow White with Snow White with the Red Hair had another season, which was was great. But I would I want more. But yeah, Saints Magic Power is like the last one that I thought would get another season. So I'm really happy that it's it's getting something. Unfortunately, all we got additional news this time is just that it's going to come out in 2023. I don't know. Was it a fall show or was it a summer? I don't even remember. Hmm. I want to say that was summer or fall, but either way, I really do hope it's like hopefully a spring show. It's not too too far out, but either way, I'm just excited it's happening. <laughs> just excited that it's happening. Cool stuff, though. I, I, I highly recommend this series. It's really great. 
The official website for Girlfriend Girlfriend has announced the series is getting greenlit for a second season. Yay. I love it. So Yay. I'm happy. Yay. I'm I'm mixed on it. Like I, I it has some absurd moments, but then it has some really blah moments. So well, we'll see if the second season can kind of ramp things up with the absurdness. I again I, I, I enjoy the absurdness of it and I, I like the fact that it's a protagonist that's willing to say, like, yeah. I totally want to see him. <laughs> whatever. It's like, he's totally honest. And that's kind of to his fault. But at the same time, it seems like that's the reason why these girls, for some reason, like the idiot. So there you go. Yeah. When it comes down to it, he, he just sits there and he goes, yeah, I absolutely want to have uh, uh, be with both of you. <laughs> this is what actually happened. Tuscany. <laughs> that was his whole catchphrase. Tuscany. Uh, but yeah. Shenanigans. Looking forward to that one. High Dive has announced that they will be streaming in the fall season in minutes of In Shadow. So that's that's great. On top of their already announced reincarnated as a sword, Peter Grill, and farm related skills. They also hear like just today announced that they're gonna be doing Renai flops or love flops. So I was really like I literally yelled over to Chris saying, Chris, they got it, <laughs> they got Renai flops. Of course he looked at me like going, Which one is that one? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. I'm I'm digging way too much in the next season. Chris is like, I'm still working on the current season, Andrew. Shut up. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy about that because I mean, they technically have right now two of three of the biggest etchy type shows, and we're in the mindset that I'm more willing, I'm more trusting of High Dive with these types of shows than Crunchyroll right now. Crunchyroll does have etchy shows. Don't get me wrong. It's just I'm. I don't trust them. <laughs> I and I, it's not that I trust High Dive. It's it's. Nothing saying they're going to suddenly get a bunch of uncensored stuff. Um, High Dive is going to deal with the same problems that Crunchyroll has that I try to tell people to keep in mind. Sometimes they're not allowed to have the uncensored version. Sometimes they have exclusives with the TV broadcast in Japan to air it there. And if it streams online, it's more will- more likely that people in Japan will not watch it on those TV broadcasts. So it's not to say that they're going to have all this. Un- I. Renai Flaps is apparently going to be on ATX, so there possibly is going to have multiple versions of it. So again, hopefully High Dive gets it. Uh, but yeah, they got two or three of the big etchy shows of the following season. Peter Grail, Love Flops. The third one is Im- uh, Immoral Guild. So hopefully, this, I don't think it's been announced anywhere yet, hopefully High Dive will grab that one, because that'll be the last, the last one. But I think overall, my biggest thing is I hope that High Dive stays in the fight. We need them to they they need to stay in the fight. They went crazy in summer. They got a ton of stuff in summer on top of a ton of really good stuff. I will argue the only the only one that's semi hype that they have currently is probably Reincarnate as a Sword. And that's not even that big of a hype. So I do hope they get some other big ones. Udusa Yatra I think is still up um, for grabs. Um, I joked about it. Don't think it's happening, but they're still technically Bleach is still up there. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking about the idea that watch they like completely more like put up AMC's entire collateral just to get bleach just to completely shake up the next season because that's about the only way they'd be able to possibly they, yeah <laughs> bid how bid Sony or or, or uh, especially Disney if Disney is in fact in the game um, that would be crazy that would be really crazy uh, the, the 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 leakers were all lying Disney was never caring for bleach it was actually Crunchyroll fighting with AMC. <laughs> <laughs> that would be you, and, and you know that would shake the en- entire thing up. Oh, that would be nuts. That would be absolute nuts. I think most people would probably say the majority of the wider audience would probably say, "What is a high dive?" And why? What? What? What are they going to do with bleach? <laughs> 
um, they would have to work on the servers massively. <laughs> High dive would be dead. Yeah. High dive servers would be dead if they're if they struggled this season. They're getting better, but if they struggled this season, they they would have to do some crazy overworking of their systems to 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 manage that. But that's all it takes for them to get up a leg up. They get that that volume. People, you know, give them patience to get to that volume. They build they build their servers. They build the subscriptions and they keep people around. That's the that's how they get to the point where it, you know Crunchyroll's at basically. And that, and that's what that's what we're implying. I mean, when it comes down to it, that it, that is what they need to shake to to break the entire thing is something that would be a like Andrew said. What's a high dive? Because that moment is when they go. That's what we're here for. We're here for anime. You guys come to us. And then they start building that uh, that customer goodwill. The that same thing that I keep talking about for the last four or five years, these companies are losing their customer goodwill. The way that High Dive gets themselves inserted into it is by starting to gather that customer goodwill. Once people start deciding these are an alternative to Crunchyroll, the entire flip table starts to be flipped, and that's what what we need to happen. The other one that I was kind of assuming that High Dive might get is Akiba uh, Made War. Because they technically, um, obviously besides the bid wars and stuff, the other aspect that is a thing in this licensing sphere is, you know, the goodwill to the licensor. So the hope is that even, yes, the fear that I have right now is not that High Dive is getting, um, went crazy in summer hit Anime Expo, got a bunch of subs, and now they're going to go, okay, we try. Let's pull back the rings a little bit. Let's let's stick to, like, a couple good shows a season. Get a few people that like to watch everything to subscribe over here. The other fear is that, yes, fall was... It could be... It could be fall, because they, they typically start this stuff a long time ago. That's why they had Reincarnated a Sword to announce way back in Anime Expo. It could be another season before we see it, but there is there could be possibly a time where Sony suddenly goes... All right, outbid everything that High Dive touches. We don't want them to have anything. And they just bid High Dive out of existence. But there's still that relationships that High Dive will have with these companies, hopefully. And they they technically have had a lot of stuff from PA Works and a lot of their titles. Now, side games specifically with, with Akiba's Made War, not really. But they do have a relationship with PA Works. And there might be a possibility they can get it that way. So I would hope that's going to be the case. So we'll have to wait and see. But so far, five shows they have for the next season. Hopefully they increase that. Again, there's technically still like, I don't know, like what, um, 10 or so of the bigger titles still left up for grabs. So keep fighting, High Dive. Keep fighting. <laughs> I'm planning on making a video here soon that I'm going to I'm gonna critique High Dive. I want to make a video that's basically, okay, it's been long enough. Here's the things you guys need to fix. Like your site need some fixing. Now, granted, most people with like a app on a Apple TV or something like that's going to have a different experience. My experience is going to be mainly from a perspective of somebody that's on the browser um, and that user interface that I <laughs> I hate. <laughs> I hate. It looks so cool and modern, but I hate it. It's like it's too modern that it's not functional. Um, I hate scrolling through shows, clicking 10 times to watch a show. Like I go to literally going to the website, it takes like 10 clicks just to start the next episode of a show that I know is going to be there. Anyways, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. 
Uh, Naoshi Arakawa has announced on Twitter that he is working on a new manga series. So fans of Arakawa, be excited. For those that are not fans or don't know who it is, <laughs> this is literally the creator of Your Lion April and Farewell, My Dear Crammer. So the original mangaka, the original story writer of those series is going to be starting a new one. Um, no information has really been released. They did say that it's going to premiere in the 43rd issue of Kodansha's Weekly Shonen Magazine on September 21st. So if you're a big fan of theirs, be on the lookout for that when that one pops. I and It's like the only thing they released was like a picture. And the picture is like, yeah, it looks like every main character of every story they've done. <laughs> it's definitely their art style that's just very unique. Um, but there you go. I'm I'm fine with them. Hopefully the next story is great. I, I, I I'll, I'll cheer for them. I didn't I didn't dig into Kramer, so I'm not I'm not Kramer. Sure. I I liked your I I actually I loved your Lie in April. So it I it 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 was a problem that they released like a they released a TV series over here before the movie, and I think the movie was supposed to be a prequel story. It was just not a good release, so we never touched it. But yeah, I did want to go back and watch it because I think Crunchyroll ended up getting the movie. Did it? Remember. Yeah, because I think it was like I, a. It seems like a prequel I, game. I remember that they we played. were talking talking about it. So yeah, I think they released the movie like way too late in the season. I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna catch up with all this stuff. I'll get to it around to it eventually. I didn't hear much buzz about it, so I assumed that it wasn't that great. But we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, there's no medicine bottles like, sitting on benches that I have to be aware of before I watch it. During the event screening of Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, a new trailer was released with information about the project. Uh, the premiere date is set for October 10th. Woohoo! And it will be running for four split cores. That means four a core is essentially the season, like, you know, spring, winter, fall, uh, summer, that kind of stuff. Did I say it twice? Winter, spring, summer, fall. Those are different cores. Um, it's anywhere between like 10 to 13 episodes, depending on what they're broadcasting. Um, so it's going to be like a roughly 12 episode segment split with breaks. So you're going to, the possibility here is that they'll run it in fall and then they'll take a break in winter and then start it back up in spring. The split core just means that they're going to have a break. It can be a one month break. It could be three months break. So, or three, three scenes and breaks. So, but it's going to be roughly total around 50 episodes is going to be the final season or the thousand year blood war. So exciting stuff there. I, I think we've already kind of noted before that yes, Viz media is kind of being tight lip about who exactly is going to be licensing it overseas. Um, my speculation is there's a bid war between Disney and uh, Sony. That's why it's taken so long to announce it. Viz Media did say at New York Comic Con they will say where you'll be able to simulcast it. Um, but they have at least at this point confirmed that it will be simulcast on the day of. So on October – there, Viz Media is saying, hey, people in the United States that are freaking out on Twitter, don't worry. You will stream it on October 10th, day of. So there's not going to be delays. The question is still – who is going to stream it? I is wonder, it Disney? Is it Crunchyroll? Is it High Dive? <laughs> I wonder if there's a bickering match about that. Like maybe the two biggest names that are give, offering them a lot of money and they're saying, no, you cannot uh, do this unless you are going that, to Simonclat. That's an interesting. That was, yeah, that was another speculation that I was kind of giving was that there might it might be a case of somebody like Disney's going, yeah, we want to buy it. We want to get that license. And Sony's over there going, no, we were going to get it. And then the guy's like, uh, 
Are you going to simulcast at Disney? Because otherwise people are going to be really mad. No, we're probably just going to license it and we'll just release it whenever we want to dub the whole thing. Um, it's a lot of money. Okay. If you simulcast it, we will let you have it, Disney. They're like, all right, how about an extra this? How how about an extra zero? Can you please come on simulcast it? I mean, I want to take that check, but can you simulcast it? There is a thought process there, and granted, they probably don't care. No, I know, I know. Not, when but... it comes down to it, 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 I mean, the the money is no the a massive feature, but that 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 being one of the because Viz having the the reins on it and you know that would they their their name is plastered all over it and they don't they know that uh the fandom does not like the oh whole i can't dump. imagine working at viz media in the united states right now they're probably get i mean there are they already are hated by their fans apparently <laughs> something i've learned here recently that viz media the manga fans hate viz media but at the same time it's like i my mindset's more on the idea that Yes, technically, Japan shouldn't care who has it over here and how they broadcast it because who gives a crap? Because if you're paying the paycheck, they don't care once it leaves their shore. But if there is royalties, which I would assume that Bleach is going to have something of a royalty in the contract, that if you get so many viewers or whatever, they're going to get a kickback of it. And if the, it, and if there's an aspect of not simulcasting it over here, they're not going to get that kickback. They're going all that momentum overseas is killed the moment you say that it's not simulcast. Yeah. Because people, what are they going to do? Go right straight to the question. Yo ho hos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to be doing that. <laughs> um, if that's the case, I will definitely. There's no doubt. I will go to. I will be finding some. And I'm. I'm. That's my big hope with the whole thing with summertime rendering and stuff like that. My hope is that somebody there's going to be a group of translators that are going to be all over that. Oh, there yeah. will be a fandom. Guarantee. The, 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 the old, the, the fan suburbs of old will rise from their graves and go, oh, we have a job again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, no, we're no longer ripping from Disney Plus subtitles in, in Japan. We're no longer uh, copying, pasting manga panels over to the anime uh, subtitles. It's legit. People are going to be digging out some, some, some of their old books and start to do fan subbing again. And I would... So I don't I don't have a fear there. Like I, I don't ha- I want it to be simulcast for the success of the show. Don't get me wrong. But I have no fear that it will be available. It's going to be available. This isn't a case of well it's not popular enough nobody's going to fan sub it. It's this is going to be popular enough. So But it's it's a it's crazy. Like the the amount of tight lip that's been happening has been absolutely ridiculous and it's like just say. Like just say. And the only reason I can think that they're not saying it with how much uproar's happening so they don't know who's got it. Yep. It's still being bid on. Um, it, but it does seem like they at least – they obviously have a, 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 a due date. Like this is, the, this is the latest we can finally decide. And I think that is October 8th when they are going to be basically – what Viz Media has said, we are going to say where you will watch it October 8th because I think that's the deadline. Like we have to find out who's going to be broadcasting or streaming this because two days later it's legit – airing so it has we have to have a somebody that's going to be doing it so i think the whole Di- the, everybody was saying that was going to be announced at the disney's expo and i think that's already happened so it didn't happen there and everybody said it didn't happen at crunchyroll's expo so obviously crunchyroll didn't have it disney didn't announce it at their expo so again i think it's just a there's only I, there's only two places i can think of at that point uh that viz just just throwing it out there viz has streamed before um so 
if if they randomly decide to drag their Damn, uh, that is they mm. I remember I hated their website to to get to because I watched I want to say it was Servamp or something something else uh, a, a vampire show of some sort back in the day and I hated their website um, so they might dr- uh, dust off some of that stuff and do it themselves I. Would it's gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be a lot of infrastructure to build up <laughs> just to do that one show, but highly worth it. And the Very other lucrative, no the, cuts out of it. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other option is high dive, which is something that we could kind of hope for. So, there, those are the only other two options that are really out there. That would really take them calculating that out too, because what essentially what they would have to say is that because Viz Media North America doesn't own it, obviously. Um, what the the thing is there is that it, it's more of an aspect that yes, technically they could shave off the cut to somebody else handling it, but you'd literally have to weigh technically how much a company itself is willing to pay for a license for an anime if it's a high bid shonen is going to be more than maybe the value of what they're going to get back out of it, like how much each per capita customer is going to crunchyroll.com to watch that one show. They could overbid beyond that value. They're going to get kicked back because they just want to get people to come into the door and hold on to them. So it is, it is a question that they would, would they want to give up their own streaming of it to another company? And I think that's going to weigh into the idea of how much um, royalties they'll get beyond the initial, um, but uh, buy out of it but anyways that's <laughs> well and, and like you were saying earlier i mean when it comes down to it if if crunchyroll or disney had already had the license you know they'd be screaming and bloody murder hey we've got this show yeah there's no reason to unless for some reason viz media wants to make it a secret or the original license holder wants to keep it secret but again it's a bad they're getting bad rap for this crap and yes you could say that technically the outrage is that is happening to find out where to stream it is Publicity, it's not good publicity. I, I I don't always agree to the idea that negative publicity is good publicity. Sometimes it is irreparable. And they, I think they're at the point now where they're irreparable because everybody's stinking mad. Like, oh, the amount of vitriol that's online is beyond anything I've ever seen with anything announced. So, but again, I always, I, I get, I kick back the idea that I know that Crunchyroll wants it, but at the same time, I believe that Crunchyroll doesn't, um, it's not their big ticket. I, I, I know this is going to be hard for people to hear, and, I, and I, I could be proven wrong. Chainsaw Man is their big ticket right now. I don't think there is that big of a fandom for Bleach that are returning to anime that watched it, what, 12 years ago, 10 years ago? Yeah. That is compared to the current fandom that is overly hyped for Chainsaw Man. Yeah, there's two there's two two big tickets right now that... Bleach wouldn't 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 even come close to that. Is uh, is solo leveling and um, and Bleach or and uh, Chainsaw Man? Those are the only t- those are the two that I hear the most hype over right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, not saying that Bleach is not popular. I love Bleach, and I know it's popular. It's well, just, okay, it's, 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 it's this the dying fandom. The fandom. Yeah, we're is, a di- we're a dying breed. We're not the yeah the returners. <laughs> the the, the fall off for anime fans aspect. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But obviously, it's going to be popular because that's probably why there's a bit more right now. <laughs> they know they have some numbers. Obviously, uh, moving on. This is not just completely a bleach episode. 
Uh, no, actually, there is one other piece of news that I did enjoy is apparently there was this interview during the initial broadcast because they did a, a pre-screening of the first episodes. And they had this interview with Rukia and Ichigo's Japanese seiyus. And they were mentioning the idea – or the the person that was interviewed was basically saying, so I heard there's some um, some there's some issues around the anime sphere or the anime production side that they're mad at the studio because they're taking so much of the talent to them it's like yeah because there's like <laughs> they're like yes we've heard we've heard we were told that there's some outrage because it's essentially they were mentioning the idea that they have upwards of 80 different characters that they're having to voice like bleach has so many damn characters in this story well, that they have literally 80 people booked up to voice in bleach right now there is literally um in in the the arc that they're going into you're literally talking about one two three four at least four different factions mm-hmm. of uh groups of people that are going to be involved in this the Arankar, the um, don't spoil things chris <laughs> yeah it, they, there's they, all of them are involved in it so literally the whole cast is involved in this and that's a lot of characters that's why the thing i joked about it and it was the thing that i Came to realization, realization again when I was rereading through the manga, trying to refresh myself on everything. Is like it. This is kind of the the problem with Bleach, and but yet its strong suit is that literally every episode you have a new character. Like it feels like every single chapter you will have an introduction of a new character. Like characters per chapter is one and one. <laughs> like and yes, granted, it's a lot like just the okay, um Chad went this direction and of course he has to fight a boss. While, you know, obviously Ichigo goes goes this direction and of course he has to find a boss to fight. And so you have like five different characters who are in the main cast all have to fight a boss on their own. And then you'll have like these goofy shenanigans side characters that will show up and have to talk about what's happening in the fight. It's like there's so many damn characters and every arc introduced a massive more. Um, it's it's crazy, but yeah. And I mean, the the point that they were making is like, well, yeah, it's a big cast, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? It's you have to. They have to be voiced. They're in the show. They're in the story. Um, it's not like you're just gonna have them show up and then just do text to speech or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ichigo. <laughs> I am this character, and I don't know say you for it because they are currently doing uh, uh, Isekai show number fifty-five. Um, yeah, excited for it though. Um, super pumped. Let's move on from Bleach. Let's finally move on from Bleach. We have we have more news. We obviously have more news. We have Offeretta during the OVA screening for it. Of course, Offeretta after the second season, they had an OVA announced. They did a pre-screening of it in Japan, and during that time, they announced third season. Yay! Afretta. Yay. I'm happy. I like the show. It, it, it fell off for me for the second season. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on with the, the OVA, honestly, but um, I think it's supposed to be like some middle story before they get into the third season, so we'll see. I don't know if, I don't know if Crunchyroll's got that yet, did they? The OVA? I don't think so. I would have. It, it, they haven't popped up. In I a guess while. technically just pre-screened the OVA like not even a few weeks ago. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, the Animate Retail Shop posted a listing for um, for a cover of Frien uh, Frierin. I know I'm butchering that name. Frierin Beyond Journeys End manga announced that the series is getting an anime adaptation. Um, this is apparently the volume that shipped on September 15th, which I think they've later on confirmed once again on Twitter that it was getting an adaptation. 
I'm actually kind of interested in this one, just based on the synopsis itself and the cover art looks really good. Uh, the adventure is over, but life goes on for an elf mage uh, who begins, who is beginning to learn what life, uh, living is all about. Elf mage Fridian and her courageous fellow adventurers have defeated the demon king and brought peace upon the land. But Fridian uh, will long outlive the rest of their former party. How will she come to understand what life means for the people around her? Decades after her victory, uh, the funeral of one of her friends confronts uh, Fridian with their own near immortality. Fridian sets out to fulfill the last wishes of her comrades and finds herself beginning a new adventure. So basically, long-living elf, but party members don't live as long. <laughs> They've defeated the demon lord, and then they're all kind of dying away, and so she sets on an adventure to fulfill a wish, which, again, sounds really interesting to me. Um, it's obviously got the aspect of outliving other people, that feeling of immortality versus mortality, and uh, possibility. I, I've The only thing I've kind of... I, I, I need to set my expectations... <laughs> It seems like a lot of people re- responded to when I first announced this on YouTube that like, yeah, it's a good manga, but it's like one of those ones where at some point apparently it just kind of peters off. So I hope, I hope maybe it's just, you know, taste in people. Some people like it, some people don't, and I'll enjoy it. But either way, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Well, I can see that uh, not playing out very well very long uh i mean it probably has a ma- massive impact at the beginning um and so i could see it uh twiddling off after a point it, i mean the concept is massive i mean the idea of the like andrew was saying the long living a long life and how much kind of reflecting back on your best years would be the defeating the the demon lord that would be your best best years and then after many years of having this the 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 bond that they probably share and and as that goes away what what do you do after that point and that that would be a, a very interesting story and i think that they that could play really well but yeah the the how it would play after after that impact kind of just uh dwindles off i mean what would you have after that point so interesting concept i like it i really really do want to watch it I get a bit curious about that they would address as well is the idea of not wanting to connect with the new travelers. Like, obviously, they're going on another venture in order to fulfill this thing, and maybe they don't feel the want to, you know, get too close to anybody they might party with after where I would assume they still party with people on their new adventure because it's a mage, and typically with the fantasy setting, mages are backliners or whatever. Um, so they need some people that are frontliners, but we'll see. It looks good, though. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it either, either way. Uh, Katakawa has announced that you're, you were experienced, I wasn't, and this is how uh, we started dating. Light Novel is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, there's no information um, other than a key visual that was released for it, but I don't know. This is this is another one of those ones where I think when it was announced, everybody's like, oh, you thought modern was great. <laughs> but no, it, <laughs> the title sounds um, interesting, but it's not quite that. It doesn't seem like it's that bad. Uh, the novel centers on the relationship between Ryota Kashima, a gloomy social outcast, and Runa Shirakawa, a popular girl at school. Their relationship begins when Ryota asks if Runa uh, asks Ryota, Runa out as part of losing a game, and she ends up going out with him after saying, "Well, I'm free right now. After all, uh, they have completely different social circles and completely different hobbies. But as they hang out with each other, they begin to recognize and even accepting." Those differences as something to bond over. So, more Gyaru anime. Why not? Right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, it's so funny how much I, I, I really do like the Gatos now. I, I, it's, it's one of those that they play this, this, this area in this area of the, um, Valley girl, the Valley girl, but at the same time, they're secretly not really that as, as crazy as they, everybody implies they are. And then they've got that kind of weird quirk about their, the way they talk. And it, it, I, I, I'm generally just enjoying Gatos and for a lot, uh, a lot of the stuff. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, um, we'll have to wait for more information on that one. But uh, moving on, we have Flex Comics Inc. Comic Meteor website has announced on Twitter that the family circumstances of the imbalanced witch manga is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, this is another one that unfortunately we don't really have really much additional information on it. But yeah, the story centered around on Elisa, who is a witch who lives alone in a forest. One day she finds uh, a human baby. And she names her Viola. Elisa raises Viola from six, uh, for 16 years, but Viola grows beyond even Elisa's uh, imagination. The comedy centers focus on the parent and child relationship where appearances can be are deceiving as the two um, is as to who is the parent and who is the child because their stature is quite different. <laughs> Turns out very tall. Um but yeah, the, the artwork reminds me of something. Is is they do they work on something else? Do you recognize the yeah, art style? The, yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, Pirora is the artist. No, that's all they've really done. Hmm. It's very familiar. Took, probably took um, inspiration. 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 Moving on, the official website for the TV anime Uncle from Another World has announced that the series may not be dead. <laughs> it may not be completely dead. Uh, but no, they said they're going to be restarting the broadcast of the series on October 6th. So they're starting over in the fall. So it basically went on for, what was it, seven episodes in the summer season before they claimed um, the pandemic uh, issues, outbreaks. Um, there's been some side comments from several people working on the project in the studio saying, no, it was actually staff issue. So hopefully when they come back in fall, we'll get the entire series. to. I love the series so much, so I want it to happen. But the studio apparently is not doing too well. That's one way to extend your, your, your show out. Yeah. Get more popular. <laughs> I'm sure, like, Netflix fans or the people that are actually watching it legitimately on Netflix are kind of going, finally going, wait, where's the next episode? Because <laughs> they've been waiting weeks and weeks, and I finally watched the seventh ep- episode last week. And I'm like, oh, gosh, why did I watch that seventh episode? Because now I just, I so badly want more. Like, oh, I love it. I love the characters, the comedy. Everything's so good for that show. I don't know. I, I give props to the studio. They're doing a fantastic job of capturing, um, not just capturing the art style, but taking it another level. I actually looked at some of the manga because I was, somebody in my comments was asking where the manga picks up from the seventh episode. And so I was looking through it. And I'm like, wow, actually it looks this, the anime looks better than the manga. <laughs> like it's that much. They did such a great job of it. Um, it doesn't have to move too much, but they do, they do some action in there as well, but they were doing a good job. Um, I just hope that they, they managed to finish it. And so that would mean somewhere around November 24th, they'll have the eighth episode. So I'm, I'll am i be setting my calendar because I, I really want to continue watching that series. And it, it seemed like a lot of people were watching our videos that we were doing for it. So 
There you go. It's not dead yet. <laughs> it's not dead yet. Uh, the 41st issue of Akita Shoten's Weekly Shonen Champion magazine has announced that the Beastars final season will debut on Netflix in 2024. Yes, two years from now, we're finally going to get the final season of Beastars. Um, I've I've speculated here and there that I believe this delay is due to Trigon. I have zero doubts that Trigon somehow jumped. Either they've been working on Trigon for a long time and before the announcement of Beastars. Because Beastars' final season was announced, I think, two years ago. So my assumption here is that either Trigon was in works long before then and now they're basically taking over the the line because i assume that trigon's going to air next year um or again trigon came around to their desk and they said crap uh put b stars on hold <laughs> there's a lot of money on the desk right now for trigon um let's do that first but either way i'm i'm mad at trigon and at the same time sad for b stars having to wait two years there's a lot of people speculating it's supposed to go for two core and that might be a reason why they're delaying it but it's not technically a delay. They never announced the date, I know, but it's a delay to me because it's been announced a long time ago. Anyways, I'm bummed. Well, we we could say the same thing about the ship girls, so. Yeah. And Land of Lustrous. Land Orange. Of the, well, Land of the Lustrous didn't really announce a No, they sequel. didn't, which is Can call very did. bothersome. But Can't. then, again, I go back to my point is they put so much work into the assets for Land of Lustrous. Why would you not make another season? It must have not been successful. That's, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the production committee wants, right? Yep. Kadansha announced that actually, uh, I, I every time I see this title, I want to say actually I am. I want more actually I am. Right? Uh, <laughs> Kadansha's announced that am I actually the strongest novel, which is a novel called Am I Actually the Strongest, uh, is getting a TV anime adaptation. Uh, it's to premiere in 2023. Um, they have a visual release for it. The synopsis is to be re- uh, reincarnated into another world and with promise of cheat powers is one thing, but to be reborn as a baby and then left or dead by your royal parents that think you're powerless, uh, that's another thing entirely. Now the newly born Reinhardt, or Hart, as his friend calls him, uh, must find a way through the dangerous world, but luckily he's got the magic that's quite literally off the charts. So it's a snowpower-y Sekai character that gets abandoned by his family members, but there's still an overpowered main character that's going to have a harem. So there you go. Are you sure he's going to have a harem? It's gotta. They always have to have harems. Otherwise, nobody will watch it. <laughs> True. <laughs> we a, need some cute girls. You can't have a reincarnated without cute girls. Uh, Twin Engines has announced that. Here's what we we're talking about earlier. Twin Engines has announced that the Ancient Magus Bride will be getting a second season. So there you go. It's going to premiere in uh, April 2023, so spring. So we already have an announced season for it, which is great. Thanks. More studios do that, please. Announce the actual airing date at the same time. Yeah, I need to finish up the OVAs. I got one or two of the episodes done, so. Yeah, I think I'm like halfway through the OVAs. I don't think I've watched them all, but yeah. Um, soft spoilers for some people that are really hypersensitive. Apparently it's covering the Gokwin arc, whatever that means. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, super jazzed for that one. I, I, I've i had my ups and downs with the original Ancient Magus' Bride, but overall I've always loved the world, and I loved a lot of the characters. So it's just I think some of the stories kind of weren't that I, interesting to me, but I think the main cast and everything has always been excellent. 
I just hope they they keep up with the production. The production has been it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and I think they're changing studios. Are they? Because wasn't the original one wit? I don't remember. That was like ten years ago. <laughs> New season returning staff from OAD um, at Studio Kafka. So yeah, Kafka. So it's changing studios. Which makes sense, because which studio loves to make some for one season and then let somebody else handle it? You sure it's not just <laughs> them splitting off? Because it said the original staff. Kafka, yeah. the Kafka Kafka did the OVAs, and so the same staff is going to do the next season. Ah. Uh, but there you go. There you go. There you go. During the Idol Master Cinderella Girls Like for Live, it was announced, revealed that Cinderella Girls U149 is getting a TV anime adaptation, so... Yay! Another anime for the Cinderella Girls brand, which I am personally pumped for because I absolutely love Cinderella Girls. Or at least I loved Cinderella Girls, the last Cinderella Girls. I don't know any of the U149 characters or their music, but hopefully if it's the same caliber as the the last Cinderella Girls, I'm sure it'll be really fantastic. The characters look great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't know if they've announced... I don't think it's going to be the same writer... Oh, so it's already a it's already a manga. Okay, I I thought it was just a, a group. It's a, it's already a manga. Okay, silly based on the manga, I guess. So excited for that one. Hopefully, it turns out to be excellent. Uh, Katakawa has uh, posted a listing for the November twenty fifth publication of Mushoku Tensei Java's Reincarnation special book, which stated the series is ending on its twenty sixth volume for the light novel series. Um, I've already been told by a million people, do not, <laughs> do not look for the cover because it's super spoilers. And I'm like, I'm going to run into it eventually. Eventually I have to buy it, but hopefully when I have to buy it, I'll be caught up at that point because this is probably not going to release in the United States for like probably another two years. Um, cause I think they just released the 17th volume over here and I think they're releasing every other month. I think. I think they're releasing every other month for the them. So I don't know. That means that, I don't know, what, like six out of that. So I guess, yeah, it'll be late next year, possibly. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mentioned it. I went and looked to find out what it was that was so spoilery. And yeah, I I, I, I could see that as spoilerish. It's 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 ultimate. By the time you get there to that point, you're not going to worry. You're not going to be too concerned about it because it's yeah, yeah. type thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there you go. Be excited for that. Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine has revealed that Undead Unlock Mana is getting a TV anime adaptation. This is going to be animated by David Productions. Here, here's a prime example of why Andrew doesn't like to do news on leaks. Because <laughs> I think what happened was there was a leak saying that Undead... Or no. I think it was something to the effect that there was a post made or something or a, a Twitter account was open for Undead Unlock anime. And I think Wit Studio had followed them. And so everybody was saying leak uh, and dead unlocks being animated by Wit Studio, and everybody was freaking out about it. And I'm like, all right, I'll wait till something is officially announced. And then sure enough, David Production comes out and say that they're doing it. It's like, there you go. That's why I don't. That's why I don't like to report on leaks. Stuff like this really annoy me when people don't have the full context. Um, but no, this one this one looks very interesting. It's uh, Alfuka once is a passionate romance like the one her favorite shoujo manga. Unfortunately, her unlockability makes it impossible. But just as Fuko hits rock bottom, Andy, apparently ice sweeping, we <laughs> prop her feet, literally. Uh, now she becomes uh, Andy's unwilling test subject as he works to find a way to trigger a stroke of unluck big enough to kill him for good. However, 
when the pair discovers a secret organization is hunting them, it puts Andy's burial plans on hold. Hey, they're probably going to explain this, but this is one of those really frustrating things. Guy wants to end himself. Secret organization's hunting them down. Okay, now I'm going to fight the organization. <laughs> it's like, well, why don't you just let them hunt you down? Unless he wants to protect the girl, I guess that could be what he's doing. It could uh, be like the the Ajin issue, you know. He just can't die. I guess, like you said, he's trying to find a way of un- unluck to... He has, I guess he has a ton of luck, so, like, if he... I don't know, I guess he goes to stab himself, come to find out the handle breaks, because he's that un- that lucky. Um, that kind of stuff is probably what it is. And the And the government is going to take advantage of his powers, and... And do really, really bad things. and To be really lucky. Yeah. 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 They want to use him for the lotto. <laughs> no, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, the Ajin thing. So, there, testing. There you, there you go. There you go. Undead Lunlock. Look forward to that one. Uh, moving on, Nippon TV has announced a partnership with Netflix that grants them 13 Nippon ti- uh, TV titles for streaming. This is... This is sucks because it's one of those ones where I, as much as I cover so much stuff, some stuff slips to the crack. I didn't notice this for like an entire week, uh, but this is insanely huge news, technically. Um, I think a lot of groups are kind of boasting the fact that, oh, look, it's got Hunter Hunter 2011. That's great. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think the availability of Hunter Hunter 2011 is great, but I didn't, I think the reason why I skimmed over is because all I seen was everybody was claiming that Hunter Hunter, this is a big deal. It gets more interesting as you go down the line. Or in High School Host Club is also included in it. Claymore, Death Note. I know a lot of people were excited about that. I think they had Death Note for quite a while already. I think they must have just lost it briefly. Uh, but Death Note Relight 1, Death Note Relight 2, uh, From Me to You 1 and 2. The original Berserk. That's huge. I don't think we've had that really anywhere for a long time. Um, Parasite, the Maximum... Uh, maximum Nana, which is another huge one for a lot of people. Hajime no Ippo. Uh, I think that was on Crunchyroll for a while, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but no, the last one, this one blew me away. Berserk is huge, though. Berserk is way huge. But the last one is Monster. We're finally going to have a legal way of watching Monster in the West, which has not been really the case for a long time. Um, it's kind of one of those shows that I've always been wanting to watch, but I always kind of wanted to wait for a legal re- way to watch it. Um, but that's huge because this is technically one of those shows that, according to Sean Kleckner in an interview, is one that was stuck in some sort of licensing hell. Now, it might be a different case. Maybe Sean Kleckner was looking to have physical distribution, and maybe that was where the tie-in issue was. Maybe just broadcast was easier, and so Netflix, that was the only way they were going to be able to get it. But either way, Monster, the OG, Berserk is definitely huge news. And yes, Hunter Hunter. Or in high school, club, uh, host club, I think, is a huge one for a lot of people, too. So, cool stuff there. A huge grab by, uh, for Netflix. I, I give them huge props to that one. So, I know it sucks to have to have a Netflix account, but at least, finally, it's actually available. I would, I'd be willing to sub up just to watch all of, of um, Monster, because, I mean, that's like a 50-episode series. But, yeah. Cool stuff. Very, very, very exciting stuff. Yeah, there's uh, a few of those that that catch my ear. I mean, uh, in particular, um, Hajime no Ippo, um, and from me to you, those those two off the top of my head are are definitely and Nana too. I mean, that's Nana technically be, skip is, is good or as another well. a, a type of skip beat. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, those there's quite a few names in here that that 
definitely catch my attention for sure. I'm giving cool stuff, cool stuff, cool stuff. Um, speaking of Netflix, <laughs> Bloomberg has reported that Netflix is considering pricing its ad-supported tier at seven to nine dollars per month, which honestly is pretty huge. I mean, considering they're now the 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 only question mark I have is is this going to be for standard def only? Because technically their HD one was what now twenty dollars or something like that. Their SD version I think was sixteen. Um, so to knock it down to seven to nine dollars, I wonder if it's seven dollars for standard, nine dollars for HD. But either way, that's kind of where they're they're aiming at. Now the cool stuff that I seen in this um, this this Bloomberg report was that. Um, they plan on having uh, to start the new subs plans uh, in six markets between October and November, which that was something that was reported a long time ago. That would be around October. But the ad supported will stream four minutes of ads per one hour of stream content. I think this is good. We were talking about we were me and Chris were going back and forth on it when we first heard about this is that it's always going to matter on how many ads are going to be in your face on a regular basis to make it worth it or not. Hulu was way too many, like massively too many on Hulu when I when I had them for as supported. Um, that's what we were talking about before. It's like that was enough to make me go, okay, fine, then I will pay the extra seven hundred dollars just so I can get these stupid things on my face. Um, it was bad enough that you're paying like fifteen bucks and you were still getting ads, but either way, um, but I think if if they do it right too as well, um, I hope they have a system kind of like YouTube where it kind of detects how long you've actually watched. That it's not like every time you open up a video, it plays four minutes of ads, and then you watch it. Um, but it actually accumulates how much time you play, and then it has proper breaks for ads. Four minutes, in my opinion, per hour, if they do keep track of how much you actually watch, I think is pretty damn decent. That's better, that's better than most. If you're cutting down the price by half. That's better than most TV shows in general. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I personally, I, I, I find YouTube to be over over zealous on their ads N- taking into consideration what Andrew was talking about that's slightly different than what I I am experiencing when I go from from channel to channel from two different or three or four different uh people and their YouTube videos I end up having to do ads for every person uh as a separate video so then your your player must be broken that youtube has a very system for it. yeah well i i don't know exactly what's causing it i just know that when i go from one per one person's channel to another person's channel it i seem to have to watch more ads and i think that they're overly zealous and it's it's it i get very frustrated with that so having four four minutes worth of ads for an hour and it keeps track of that and i think that would be really really viable i i would be satisfied with that honestly my opinion though and i think with their i think with netflix's kind of stance on people kind of just jumping in and binging stuff and going left and right on stuff and checking a bunch of things out finding out what they want to watch i would assume they've probably been putting this off for so long hopefully because they wanted to have a system in play where if you watch ads you're not gonna have to watch it again if you jump to another show um, because sometimes you do have that mentality of just kind of peeking in at these videos. That's why I hate Twitch so much. I just want to peek in to see, hey, is this guy pretty cool to listen to? And I have to watch <laughs> four minutes of ads, and then I find out, no, this guy's got the mo- he's 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 eating while he's streaming. I hate that, and I shut it down. And then I go to this other person see if they're pretty cool. Oh, four minutes more of ads. They got to get those pre rolls in every single time. 
it's it's a turnoff for anybody just trying to browse around. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah, my, my big question mark right now is, is that 7 to $9, is that standard def versus HD, or is it – that's the price bracket they're looking at. It's going to be nothing but standard def. It's not much of a killer for folks that are watching anime on Netflix because, obviously, anime doesn't need to be hyper HD quality. Um, if if it's got a good enough bit rate on it, despite being SD, it could still look really good as an anime but obviously things like your name or something or Violet Evergarden is going to want you're going to want HD and that's going to be a game killer but most most anime is already uh, yeah, outside like of Thunderbolt, Gundam yeah, Thunderbolt Gundam was the only one that was yeah they were 4K and 4K stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see though we'll see though uh, we go on we have Katakawa has released a new trailer revealing the release date for Konosuba Explosion on this wonderful world anime um, they said they it in the trailer announced that it will be premiering in 2023. So super pumped for that one. Um, I cannot wait for more Mega Man, Mega Man, best girl. Um, and I can't wait to see her um, journey to create the best and most amazing explosion. But yeah. And of course this is going to be a new studio. Studio drive is taking over from studio Dean. I believe studio drive was also already announced for doing the second or the third season as well. So, I mean, based on the trailer already, it looks like they're doing a fantastic job. Not that I ever thought that uh, Studio Dean is like, man, we're losing Studio Dean. Suddenly, the quality is going to go down. Let's be let's be honest here. It was never like a spectacle. I mean, they did a great job, uh, but I think they only increased their quality once they noticed that it was being very successful. So, um, yeah, pump for that. More Mega Man is always a huge plus for me, and I cannot wait for for that one to come out so looks fantastic yep. excited yep 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 I, I like that we're already seeing that her entire life was all about one big explosion and then she wanted to make and, the big explosion a character who looked who would really have thought cool. her backstory was all about her seeing a big explosion and wanted to become a, make a big explosion i could have never guessed i could have never guessed uh anyways <laughs> uh the official website for farming life another world has revealed that the a teaser t- a teaser announcing a January 2023 premiere for the TV series. So that one's that one's coming around the corner, so look forward to that one. Uh, Superia Productions and Trigger have revealed the new Grind- Gridman Universe film is to open in 2023. So um, I, I think that was a, quite a shock for a lot of people that that turned out to be a film um, back when that was announced to be in a film. But we'll see. Hopefully, they're gonna hopefully merge, something good. They're going to merge them all together. Well, yeah, SSSS, Gridman, and Dinazen, and yes, 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 yes. So there you go. Andrew is hyped for more, for more, for more thighs. Yes, <laughs> um, SSSS thighs was very good. Hopefully, we get more thighs. Official website for TV anime Ayakashi Triangle has revealed a new t- uh, visual and staff and a January 2023 debut. Uh, this is, this one feels like another one that's been like, where is where is more information on this one? And finally, apparently, it's it's coming out in 2023, January. So um, I, I think when we first heard about this, I was kind of predicting it might be a fall 2022. So I was close. I was very close. <laughs> I was only off by one season. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. That's supposed to be a, a really solid, etchy one. So Teenager has long been part of an elite force of ninja exorcist tasked with fighting a malicious Ayakashi spirits who threatened Japan, especially um, after those, his childhood friend, the spirit medium Kana, uh, Kanada Suzu, 
as he fiercely protects her and his relationship with her blooms from friendship into something more, a powerful cat, Ayakashi, vows to get between the two lovebirds uh, by casting a forbidden spell that turns Matsuri into a woman. With no, I did, That's right. I think I heard somebody say that was supposed to be a gender bin. With no apparent way to undo the spell, Matsuri must uh, continue battling Ayakashi um, Ayakashi and go back to school in his new female feminine body until he can find a way to turn back. So there you go. I'm on board. I mean, absolutely. You get changed into a woman doesn't mean you can't still pursue her. Yeah, it just goes from <laughs> you know, from a regular relationship to a Yuri. I mean, it's come like, on, he's destined to get in between them. It's like, okay, <laughs> and so you can still have fun. Um, there you go. There you go. Definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, what else do we have here? Katakawa has announced the final episode of Made in Abyss, the Golden City of Scorching Sun, will be a one-hour-long episode, but unfortunately it will be slated to broadcast on the 28th instead of the 21st. So, yeah, don't expect... I guess this is the point of this being posted. Don't expect an episode tomorrow. It's not going to be out for another week. The wait is painful. I, that's the, boy, the annoying thing. It's like they announced that it was going to be a one-hour-long episode, and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's a two-week delay. And it's like, well, then just go ahead and just release two separate episodes. All I can think of is that there, it's, it's not going to let go. Like, I, I just have an assumption that this is going to be just an ongoing, like, uh, relentless, full... Um, they didn't It's not going to be a full-hour episode. Let me make that perfectly clear. It's probably going to be, like, maybe, like, a 36-minute, at the most, 42-minute-long episodes. Japan is really bad about commercials, so when they say a one-hour episode, it means that it's a one-hour block on television that has probably 23 minutes worth of uh, ads. So, but yeah, I'm just assuming that's going to be relentless yeah, the entire time. I, I, I am very, very it, it's got to be a solid, I mean, after that painful episode, I it's got to be decent. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you expecting a payoff from from Made in Abyss, right? I, I well, I was I was mentioning to Andrew the other day. It's like I I keep every week I keep telling myself I'm not going to watch anymore. This is it get, and every week it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. I, I don't I I don't know at this point. There's nothing that they could do that will be a solid payoff after all this pain. But no, I, when it comes down to it, they, you know that they just don't want to uh, cliffhanger that. They, they probably get a ton of backlash on it <laughs> i hope it does have a, a solid stopping point that's right for sure. but um i don't know who who knows possibly they can come out and say hey look we're gonna be kicking off a lot of the ads we're, we're gonna do a full hour episode <laughs> like it's legit 60 minutes long they're like screw all the advertisements we're just gonna go full 60 yeah that'd be great but it ain't happening but yeah i'm i'm re- i'm reluctantly excited for that we'll see we'll see Tobooks has announced on Twitter that Tear Moon Empire light novel is getting a TV anime adaptation in 2023. So another another big one that's coming around. This was one that I think I was also pretty excited. And it kind of feels a little bit like um, All Routes Lead to Doom in the idea that she knows that she's doomed. But it's not any sekai. Um, essentially, it's uh, surrounded by hate-filled gazes of her people. The selfish prince of the fallen Tear Moon Empire, Mia takes one last look at the bleeding sun before a guillotine blade falls only to wake up uh, up as a 12 year old uh, 12 year old uh, with time rewound and a second chance at life dropping uh, dropping in her lap she sets out 
uh, to right the countless wrongs that plague the alien empire, corrupted governance, check border, uh, border troubles, check natural calamities and economic strife, check my seems like a lot of work, hard work, and Mia don't mix. So she seeks out the aid of others, starting with her loyal maid on the brilliant minister Ludwig. Uh, together they strive day and night to restore the empire little by little. Uh, Little by little, their tireless efforts begin to change the course of history, pushing the whole, uh, the whole of the continent towards a new future. And why does a selfish princess have a change of heart? You ask. Simple. She didn't. She just terrified the guilty. <laughs> they hurt like heck, and Mia's hates pain more than work. Um, that's kind of a long synopsis, but I, I love anything. it. I'm absolutely on board. Every bit of this, uh, I'm on board of. Um, I, I absolutely love the build a nation stuff and this is just another one for me. Yeah, it, it it looks great. She looks, she looks like a bundle of fun. So I kind of appreciate the idea of, um, to be perfectly honest, it sort of gives me kind of vibes of something like, um, not the realist hero, but the, um, the, 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 the lazy prince that has to take over the nation. It's that idea that they're technically pretty selfish, um, they don't like work. They don't like dealing with issues, but at the same time, they are kind of forced to have to deal with issues. So, except for this one has a cute girl and not some annoying dude. <laughs> so there's a plus right there. There's a plus aspect to it. But yeah, look, looking forward to that one. She looks great. So hopefully, hopefully it turns out good. Uh, the official website for Two Year Eternity has revealed a new visual cast and premiere date for the second season, which will be October 23rd. So. It's kind of a semi-late into the uh, fall season, so keep that in mind. I think everything else we've kind of, you know, aimed at being probably here in the next two weeks um, at the late starting, but this one's going to be a late starter in late October, so we'll see. Looking forward to it. I'm very cautious because the last arc sucked, <laughs> and I'm hoping it gets better from that point on. Twitter account for the Square Enix Big Gun Gun magazine has announced that the creator of Goblin Slayer will be launching a new manga uh, called Moscow 2060. Um, Kumo Kagyu, the original author of uh, Goblin Slayer, of course, is the one that's working on this. Uh, will be working alongside Kotaro Sekine, who Sekine has known for doing work with Ninja Slayer's kills, um, but cool stuff there. Also, the original um, Goblin Slayer light novel illustrator will be working on the character designs for it, too. So, it'll probably have a, a, a similar feel to the original Goblin Slayer in some way. In the story, the Cold War continues through uh, two centuries. In this world, mechanized rogues and conspiracy, um, there is a quote-unquote cleaner. It's a very engaging synopsis. But such as, such as new mangas, like, it really does feel like whenever you hear about it, like a new manga coming out, it's like, yeah, we'll see you next month when it releases. It's like, they never care to tell you what the hell's coming. Like, be excited for this mangaka's new stuff. So what is it about? You'll see. Here's a picture of the character's face. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'll be right there. (laughs) I guess they just figure you're going to check it out anyway. So if you like the mangaka, you're going to like it. But I guess that's also the aspect that they're they're trying to catch. There is that freshness, and I think they like whenever that new stuff comes out to be completely having people come into it blind. So there you go, there you go. 
But that's it. That's all the news that we deemed to be fit for your wonderful ears. Uh, moving on, we have our community. As usual, if you want to send us a question for us to answer on the podcast, we greatly appreciate it. All you got to do is just go to atakaspear.com and go to the contact us button. Uh, best ways to go ahead and just go to Discord, sign up there, and uh, meet with some great people on the Discord channel. We're pretty huge already. Um, I, I made a joke the other day when I was watching something. I'm like, ah, I don't think we really have that many people on our Discord. Okay, never mind. We have a lot of people on our Discord. <laughs> it's like a lot more people on there than I think we're going to have on there. Uh, but it's great. Um, it's got a good group of people there. We're all kind of hanging out and enjoying anime together. So, But yeah, there's, there's a channel called Submit Questions, and you can go in there and submit your question there. So... Like a Taco Trucker did, says, have you guys ever been um, to the Promised Land, uh, a.k.a. Akihabara in Tokyo? Uh, no. Yeah, of course. I've, I've been on the Street View in Google. I've been... Um, oh, I, I played, watched Akiba Strip. I played, I played Akiba, Akiba Strip. Strip. Yeah. Um, Akiba and, Strip and is, I, is good. I went on uh, on YouTube. There's this, uh, this, this 4K... See, so I have it in 4K. Yeah, better. That's better. better than real life. And you can so, turn on the VR version and put yeah, it in, uh-huh. on your phone. Exactly. So, yeah, of course I've been there. It's on the bucket list. It's like the number one on the bucket list to go to Japan eventually. Um, maybe if the YouTube channel takes off, I'll do a vlog over there. That'd be, that'd be fun. Uh, also, if someone were to talk uh, to walk up to both of you and offer a trip of a lifetime to Tokyo, fully paid, first class flight, upscaled hotel, a limo, and a hundred thousand U uh, S uh, fifty thousand K for each of you, in spending money that can only be. Are you offering something, Ataku Tucker? I mean, just hit me up on my email, andrewataku.spirit.com. Anyways, uh, and spending money that you can only spend in Japan, but you had to give the, this person each half of all of your figures, Blu-rays, and other memorabilia, um, without being able to pick. Um, what goes and what stays? Basically, completely randomized selection. Would you say yes or no? So, so basically, think of it this way: your best, your favorite figure. Like for me, it would be my my Tama. Um, That's an easy yes because I technically yeah, I probably buy them all over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have my buy. It's like the first thing you do is go over straight I, to Montake. I, I, I give up my Tama and get my the the Madoka the 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 God Madoka and and the um, Devil Homura. I, know, I would I I would half half. I mean, because that that technically adds up. Um, I probably would do it more on the idea that I do eventually want plan on actually going through and selling a lot of the figures that I've gotten over the years because a lot of it was just I got it because it's just like a knee jerk. Oh my gosh, it's a it's Durarada figures. I gotta buy Durarada figures, but why did I buy all of them? All I want is really Celty and probably Zaya. Um, so there, there there is a feeling that yeah, but I would probably want to figure that out because that. Pr- probably could end up being more than 50,000. <laughs> I don't know. It could end up being more than 50,000, but at the same time, I, will I ever sell them? Is that, that's always the question is like, would you care that you lost that value? It's, but you're going to, you're never going to be able to sell them anyways. So my thought process is more on the idea that I would probably say yes, and then figure out what I lost and then find them in Japan. And cause it really, the figure is going to be the only thing that can be like exceptionally, um, expensive to get again. The only thing Blu-rays that I have that are really expensive would be something like the Evangelion original DVDs, which have probably gone down in value because of the Blu-ray release. Um, all of the Hyanasakari Roha uh, limited edition releases, which are very hard to find now. Um, I would assume probably even the uh, original Yuki Yuna as a hero, those are probably worth something now, but 
I don't think I have really thing in Blu-ray format that would be really expensive. Oh yeah, the Monoctari ones. That adds up. Hopefully the randomizer doesn't hit those too much. <laughs> I don't know. It would it would probably come out in value. Um I don't really have that much as much as people believe I have, but it's not I don't think it's fifty thousand worth, but I would probably do it. Um just because I might be able to make that content back in vlogging, but yeah, I'd probably do it. I would probably do it. Yeah, when, when I just, it comes to I, 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 I take the bullet. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that yeah, it would really suck. I my prized possession would be my Tama, and uh, I mean my I I do have my uh, Haruna, which I like that one as well, but n- nothing uh, tops my Tama. And losing that one, yeah, it would be painful. But when it comes down to it, like Andrew was saying, technically I could get it again. I mean, and you can probably get it really cheap in Japan. Again, yeah. going to Mandarake. They, Japan has like like these really insane secondhand stores, and Mandarake is one of them. I've browsed Mandarake a lot uh, over my years of collecting figures, and the thing that you notice there is that they often will list them as like damaged, and then you look at the details, and it literally just says because the box has a tear on the corner. That's why they literally sell it so cheap. Like their secondhand, if there's anything wrong with it they will take that they will the price will be really low like it has to be pristine for them to sell it at a high value if there's anything wrong with even the box it will be low valued it's it's crazy um some of the stuff that you can get looking through mandarake if you can find what you're looking for in mandarake they have so much stuff and you often won't find the figure you're exactly looking for but if you just randomly browse in there you'll find the craziest stuff that they have on there that's super cheap so Yes, I would say yes. Um, so yes, if you're offering Otaku Trucker, just uh, hit me <laughs> or just hit me hit me on Discord. We always talk on Discord all the time. Um, haven't haven't heard from Otaku Trucker in a while. Hopefully, he's, hopefully he's doing good. I might have to send him a message here soon. Make sure he's all right. He's our our friendly uh, trucker out there, getting on the the airwaves and letting all the other truckers know about us. Uh, Yoshino says, "Was there ever a time that you uh, just didn't want to continue the podcast, or even just give up on anime in general?" Uh, first question, yes. Second question, no. Yeah, I don't think I've. I mean, I did give up on anime like early two thousands, but it was more because of like life was like taking off, and I needed to do a lot of stuff, and. I just, at that time, literally, you had to find your own content. You were looking up fan subbers. You had to find the anime. You you had to actively seek out anime. The anime didn't just come to your feed. So it was a little bit different time back then that was easier to fall out of anime. But I never left anime. Overall, I just wasn't watching it um, because I just didn't, ha- didn't have that drive to go and find it. Plus, I was playing, like, World of Warcraft and crap. Um, but, yeah, the podcast side of things... Yes, um, we've me and Chris have had fights, and sometimes it's it's really tough to say, "Hey, Chris, uh, I know we just had a fight, but can you come in here and record?" Because sometimes it's like you know, a two person podcast, you kind of want to be in goods with each other. So if you're ever having a difficulty, Chris is tired. He, I sometimes I, it feels bad for me to pull Chris in here when he's, especially when we were doing podcasts when he would work that day, and then he'd come home and we record that evening. Um, sometimes it really, it, I just didn't want to ask him. Um, sometimes I felt like he didn't want to do it. We get in arguments. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it, I think there's another aspect to it is that yes, technically the podcast is a thing we do because we enjoy it. We don't get paid for it. We don't have sponsorships. We don't get, um, unless you get actual spoken sponsorships, you don't really get, you don't get paid at all for podcasting. And so there's just times where I'm going, you know, look, I, 
I don't know that it's worth it to do it. Um, I think I, I, this sounds bad, but just stick with me here. I, we were hesitant to do the, uh, the Patreon because we didn't want to ask people and it, it just felt bad to ask people for money. Um, we were technically doing something for free. Everybody's getting it. Why would you say, Hey, give us money. There's a lot of people that were saying, look, I want to support you guys. I listen to you guys all the time. I really enjoy your content. I want to support you somehow. So we did the Patreon. I kind of like that we did Patreon because now I feel like I at least feel an obligation that those I want to serve those people something. And I, it's partly that and it's partly in the idea that we've kind of set a standard for ourselves over 10 some years that we'd always do a podcast every single week. That even some weeks when we can't do an episode, I feel bad and I want to put something together to send to people. Um, but I don't know. I, I enjoy what you do. This is a way for me to connect to my brother something for us to do together. Um, it's been technically the way that me and my brother has bonded when most of our life, we've never really bonded. Um, we, me and my other brother was the ones that we were, we were the, we were the end with each other. Our other Chris was the older. And so we never really connected with him as much as we did to each other, which me and my other brother were only a year apart. Um, so we're more in line with each other at school and everything like that. We went to school together, but this was kind of the one Anime was the way that me and my this uh, Chris I want to say brothers rather brother. <laughs> me and Chris connected and yeah so when we have falling out whenever we're tired sometimes when it feels like you feel demoralized you get some bad feedback um, low stars on uh, iTunes correct it by getting on iTunes and giving us a five star so I feel better um, there's sometimes where you just feel down sometimes you feel shoot when we lost our dad <laughs> heck yeah I didn't want to freaking record a podcast yeah um, but those that's extreme cases um, overall. It's something that I've always enjoyed doing, and it's kind of what kind of re-sparked my love for anime in general, and that's why I watch as much as I, I watch, just to find stuff and let people know about it. And for every bad comment, for every bad day, for every bad week, there's just hundreds of people that are saying, hey, man, I love what you guys do. Every time somebody – it could be one person that I get in a week that says, I love what you guys do, and that means everything to me. Um, it really does. Yeah, it, it, I I would be reflecting a lot of what I understand here. It, it, is there was there? T- Do I want to quit? No. Uh, it it that's a different thing altogether. Um, sometimes it's like I don't want I don't have the energy to do it this week or something like that. But when it comes down to it, I mean, just a little bit of prodding from Andrew and if, okay, let's get in here and let's do this. But yeah, it, the the motivation is is sometimes it's really hard to get going and. I mean, luckily, Andrew is the type that um, he has a, a knack for ribbing me and just the I, I, I know that sounds silly, but just getting getting that. I pull energy, him by the ear. Yeah. Getting that energy going. And oh, <laughs> I'm a hype man. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're a hype man. Um, it, and 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 we have a lot of fun doing this. And, and so when when he brings that uh, positivity in there. Because usually in, in a lot of cases, it's it's like migraine or something like that, or or I'm just exhausted. Um, and and he just has that knack for getting that energy up and moving, and, and, and we can get that podcast going. But yeah, I, I, I fully admit that there's sometimes I don't want to do it this week. I, I just don't. I don't want to face the world in general. And but uh outside of that and quitting not not really i even if i was to take a month off just to take a break uh i wouldn't want to quit i love doing this i love 
communicating to our community and 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 talking to everybody about anime. That's what we all love here. I technically was thinking about that when I went to California. Um, very briefly, was like okay. Just between jobs, um, planning on getting another job, and I had – yeah, I kind of felt that point. That was what started the YouTube, for those that don't know, is is I was at a turning point. I left my old job, moved to California. I could have started another job, had some things planned out, and then I thought to myself, well, if I do get this job, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the podcast anymore. I don't think I'm going to be able to cover as much anime as I was before. It's just my time was going to get swept up with that stuff and our other brother over there. And I decided at that point, and that's why I kind of told everybody on YouTube and everything was like, all right, everybody asked us to do this. I'm doing it full time. <laughs> I have a this little nest egg over here. Let's see if it works. Um, two years, well, a year and nine months into it. So we'll we'll see if eventually it gets to that point. It, it's it's literally a race. It's can I get the you know monthly income from YouTube and stuff to outweigh what I have to pay expenses wise every month and it's can I get to that point where it offsets how much I pay more per month in expenses um, before the nest egg goes away? <laughs> that's the that's the ticking time bomb. So we'll we'll see. It's it's been definitely massively growing. We're we're I mean I'm doing a lot better than I was when I first started. When I first started, it was just obviously getting like 70 views per video. It wasn't huge. Um, as I mentioned several times before, podcast viewers or listeners are not YouTube viewers. So it was me basically building a new audience. So. It's it's all in that trying to build that up, and we've gone from again like seventy per view. Now we're getting at least four hundred if I'm doing really bad on a video, and sometimes upwards of you know five k, sometimes ten k if it's a really you know hard hitting video that's getting some traction. So eventually, hopefully, I'll get to that point where it's it's got that revenue for it. So, but people on Patreon and stuff are technically helping that. I highly appreciate that. That's kind of what gave me that little bit of extra revenue coming in per month early on when I first started when I was making literally nothing from YouTube. So I definitely appreciate people that, that, cause that's technically the way to get around YouTube taking their cut or just struggling to get something as people just, you know, supporting directly. So, and yes, technically people telling other people about us, sharing out our YouTube channel, sharing out our website um, for our feed and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. So you didn't answer the other question, um, giving up on anime in general. No, never. He needs his cute. He might cut down to only watching cute girls doing cute things, but he'll never. Pretty much, <laughs> I would argue if I ever stopped doing the podcast on YouTube, I would probably cut down to maybe one or two shows a season. Probably, um, I only do what I do because I want to create content for people. I want to find those hidden gems. I want to let people know about different shows. That's what I love doing is talking to other people about what I've experienced and what I'm finding out there. I don't think I I would be so restricted to the season anymore i would be yeah. all over the place again yeah, and what, the way i used to be was i would just watch whatever struck my fancy at the time mm-hmm. i would i would yeah break out those garden garden uh garden of sinners finally finish that whole thing <laughs> maybe actually watch one piece <laughs> yeah right <laughs> the, the, one piece had actually crossed my mind as well maybe i'll actually uh watch hunter hunter or one piece or one of those mm. one of those million episode shows that i've been putting off for forever yeah, yeah, yeah. uh let's see here uh juan c perez says i hope i'm pronouncing that right uh what anime do you think had the worst endings Mine were Black Clover, The Promised Neverland, and Jinlock off the top of my head. Worst endings. Oh. 
Worst ending as in the ED yeah, or the actual... I'm assuming show because Black... Promised Neverland had a really crappy ending. Okay, because I, I thought Black Clover was still going, so... Yeah? No? I thought they had a conclusion here recently. I, I thought they concluded. But yeah, Promised Neverland was blah. Like, super blah. What was it here recently that I got really angry about the ending? Shoot, it was like legit last... Was it last season? Yeah, it was. it was spring... Oh, I'm quitting heroing. <laughs> it was mainly because it was building so much up for that ending, and it just felt like they just shrugged it off, and it, it got me so mad. I, I, so many people had to calm me down. I was so mad about that. I mean, I still love it. I still think I'm quitting heroing is a good show. It's just that ending made me so mad. I was just I was super let down by all that build up they had throughout the entire season. Which one was the one with the Kirito that made all the all the Emotos cry? Spirit Chronicles. Was it Spirit Chronicles? Yes, getting and a I, second season though. So yeah, that that was the only reason that kind of redeemed it. But yeah, it, if it had stayed the way it was, it, it technically was everything, movie. most everything we watch continues on. So to get to be fair, but yeah, I would say like like a season's end or whatever can definitely mar things for you and make you not want to watch anything else. Well, and and that's that's the thing. I mean, we've got countless of those the the endings that just really tick us off but we've gotten to the point where we're just so used to it i mean after 20 some odd years of watching anime you get kind of eh, it's 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 normal because you understand how this is desensitized this, yeah you get desensitized <laughs> to it and you start to understand because when you first come into anime um and you don't understand what it is that is happening here because I mean, try to explain, okay, this is uh, this show is a manga bait to somebody who's the, – the first anime is Tenshi Moyo. At the time, we didn't know what the hell a manga bait was. We, we didn't really know what manga was. Didn't So, at, I mean, Tenshi Moyo's ending does kind of suck. But now I understand why it was the way it was. It was se- selling a manga. And, and there's a lot of shows that do that. Uh, uh, Spice and Wolf, uh, 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 Mayusha, we, those are technically manga bait. We, or, Spice and Wolf is more light novel bait, but when it comes down to it, we understand that now, whereas back then, it didn't make no sense. Fina Pirate Princess. <laughs> Fina Pirate Princess. That ending... Woof. That ending was very woof. Um, really did feel like they were trying to set up something of a actual i guess moral issue that the main character is going to have to deal with and make a decision based off of and it just didn't set it up properly it did not set it up properly and when it got into it it was just kind of like okay just 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 end it already you're not you're not going to do what you think you're going to do with this being impactful so yeah that was that one was a huge was a huge huge letdown for me i was thinking of rolling girls (laughs) rolling girls (laughs) <laughs> that's more of a WTF kind of ending. Like it just feels like uh jump the shark, the anime ending right there. It's just like, what are we doing here? Okay. That's we're doing aliens. And wh- what is this? Wh- wh- how, how is this happening? I think, um, your, uh, your, uh, your, your witch attorneys one kind of wizard was more Barristers. of an aster of yeah wizard barrister was more of a production issue similar to um a quality of code which it's like suddenly out of nowhere it's like the budget's gone you just <laughs> they're barely trying to move this this animation along to make it just come to some sort of conclusion 
the same issue was uh, kind of a budget issue was the uh, you uh, Yushibu, the one where uh, they yeah. were yeah. Um, hero, hero was so yeah part time job whatever part time job, and that one was very similar in the fact of it it was doing fine and then at the end it just kind of crashed it it jumped off of a hill. Yeah, Kokoku almost had that. I mean, it wasn't as bad, but Kokoku definitely was. Oh yeah, Magical Raising Project. Screw that ending, or at least the later parts of it. <laughs> they were trying to they were trying to vote that in for our watch along. By the way, um, Discord, we have a watch along where everybody gets together on Discord, um, and we have Ira who heads it. Will stream out each episode, and everybody watches it together on on Discord. Um, I think currently they have chosen. What was it? Um, Gungale. Yeah, Gungale Online. They were trying to get Magical Raising Project selected, and I was going to shut down the Discord server if it, it happened. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't shut it down. I would only temporarily turn it off. I don't know. But no, that... Just freeze just freeze the, the watch-along. Nobody can type in there except yeah, for me. Yeah, just lock down the channel. <laughs> just lock the entire channel down. But yeah, that's... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I... There's probably some other ones out there where it had those endings that, like, honestly, the original Berserk was, like, the biggest WTF oh, yeah. at, of its time, but that's similar to School Days, where it's just like, yeah, I, I guess I see where you got that conclusion and why you went that direction, but not happy. Uh, well, School Days, I was happy. Honestly, I was I was extremely happy with School Days ending, um, and I hope that a certain Rent-A-Girlfriend show has a very similar ending to it. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure once I get to editing this podcast, I will probably think of like 50 more of them. But that's that's I think that's like a video in itself. I just could do like my top 10 most WTF endings ever that obviously still continue. Like Berserk continued on, obviously. But at that time, that's all we got. And again, that's similar to that whole situation. We didn't know there was more. We just like, what the hell? Is this where you're stopping? Uh, when's the next season? And then you just crickets. But. Yeah, I, when you when you stop and think about it from that perspective of I, in a lot of cases, even the people who who are just coming up and they don't understand what um, why this show ends the way it ends. I mean, explaining a manga bait or explaining light novel bait, it, it technically these shows are advertisements for the original source materials, and once you actually understand that. Those those cutoff points make a lot more sense. That doesn't make it any easier to swallow, but at least you understand why it's doing that and why they have no problem with doing it because that's technically what they're quote unquote contracted to do. Yeah, yeah. I think it will cover. Uh, we'll stop there. Um, I do want to skip forward a little bit and answer this one. Uh, Sci-Fi Genie says Andrew will be coming, uh, going to Japan for the Crunchyroll Awards only if they pay me to go over there, um, and I don't think they're going to do that. And if I get selected to be a judge, that's the big question mark. <laughs> the first, the first question that must be answered is: Are am I going to be a judge? Um, I think typically I find out at the beginning of fall season. Um, so here within the next month, um, I don't think I will be selected. One, I don't know they're going to have judges. Two, I think they might slim down the judges. Or three, I think they're going to have a audience selected nominations, or they're going to select their own nominations. Um, I'm more thinking towards the later. But either way, uh, first I have to be a judge. If I'm a judge, they would have to pay me to go over there. I'm not going to pay to go over there. Um, they would have to give me a hotel and everything. 
I don't think they're going to do that because they've never done that before. I've asked them before with previously where they asked me to come to the awards. And I said, yes, if you're paying for it, um, like you do all the other big anti-tubers. And they said no. So I didn't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other question that Sci-Fi Genius had was, Chris, will we ever see a video of you physically talking about something, not just audio? You're in luck. There is a video on our YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash spirit. Um, there is a interview with Peter Payne, which is the owner of J-List. So if you're okay with more adult subject content, obviously, because he has a adult Japanese um, products site um, from Japan where he exports to the U.S. and stuff, um, check out that interview. It was a lot of fun. Um, there's still technically a coupon on that podcast episode that you can um, use as well. So it gives you $20 there's- off on your order of $50 or more. So there's technically two videos of me up there in there. I wanted to say there was another one uh, from a while back, but um, I, I, I didn't look for it. So yeah, we record a couple times. One time the audio just didn't line up right. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't edit this to, to match up the, the two cameras and the audio all syncing together. So I, I, I do want to eventually get to the point where we are doing our podcasts and stuff live, but there's an aspect of one bandwidth limits. Um, we, we do have caps on our bandwidth and to upload, you know, two hour worth podcasts every time is a, just a lot of bandwidth. And I can see that eating up our, our total bandwidth a week. And plus we have to watch a ton of shows. And so that takes a lot of bandwidth as well. So I don't know. Eventually we'll get a, a full permanent. Option. And whenever Genshin decides that they randomly want to update stuff, they oh got 60 make gigabytes, 15 gigabytes worth of upload. Oh my gosh, dude, they're so bloated at this point. But, um, yeah, so you can check out Chris on there. He's kind of in the corner, um, hiding. I don't know. I, I think I might've smelled that day. And so he was trying to get away from me. Um, I think he just assumed where I had the microphone. For That's him where was I was over supposed there. to be. He was, yeah. really what it was. Like literally, I can't tell where you're physically going to be, but you're going to assume because the micro's over here, I'm going to go all the way to the side in the darkness. So that little dark gremlin in the corner is Chris going, yes, you were not coming to the light. Um, it was early in the morning, so maybe he was trying to – maybe he was just trying to get away from the light. <laughs> Anyways, uh, TV, uh, TCB and Havoc, I know your questions are before Sci-Fi Genie. I just – those are quick ones, and I wanted to get them out there because I wanted to get, make sure people go and check out that interview because, again, that pu- coupon on that video interview – it's on the podcast too um, – is only available for this month. So it will be going away with the end of September. So. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and got the news that you needed in order to fulfill your life as an anime fan. Um, as always, I want to remind everybody, all of our links at otakuspirit.com is where you can go for our links to our social media uh, channels, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube, our Discord. It's free to join. Jump in there. Talk to some great people. Um, additionally, got our ways you can support us are on that website as well, including our Patreon link, our tips link, and we have um, on the YouTube channel a super thanks button. Greatly appreciate everybody that supports us and tells people about us. Like I said earlier, uh, your guys' feedback and your support is amazing. And I love you guys so much. And with that said, y'all take care. Oh,